This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the IRS has its third new technology leader in four months. Reforms to the National Security Classification System were just passed by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. And a hefty pay raise is in the works for American service members. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, June 15th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The IRS has its third new technology leader in four months. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Kashit Pandya, the current Deputy Chief Information Officer for IT Operations, is taking over as acting CIO at the IRS at the end of June. He will replace Jeff King, who has been acting CIO since March, when Nancy Seeger moved to a new role in Maine Treasury. King will head back to his former role as Treasury's Deputy CIO. This makes Pandia the third lead technology executive in four months at the IRS. He's been with the IRS for more than a decade, serving in three separate deputy CIO roles. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The House's version of the 2024 defense spending bill includes some very sizable pay increases for the military's junior enlisted members. All uniformed service members are expected to get a 5.2% raise next year. The House appropriations bill would go further, though, with an additional raise for the E-1 through E-6 pay grades. The biggest increases would go to the lowest ranks. E-1s, for example, would get a 36% additional increase, and E-2s would get another 30.2%. The House bill allocates an extra $800 million to cover the cost of the enlisted raises. The House Appropriations Committee is expected to mark up the legislation today. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is planning to bring employees back to the office on a more regular basis in the coming months. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell is notifying staff that the agency will bring employees back to the office for a minimum of four days each two-week pay period. Several sources confirmed to Federal News Network that Criswell outlined her return to office plans for the agency's workforce at the end of a town hall with employees. The agency's new return to office requirements will go into effect 120 days after it completes negotiations with the American Federation of Government Employees. FEMA's return to office plans adhere to recent guidance from the Office of Management and Budget calling for an increase in in in-person work. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. Employees at the Department of Health and Human Services will soon have more say in any upcoming workspace reconfiguration plans. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. That change is just one of many after HHS sealed the deal on a new collective bargaining agreement with the National Treasury Employees Union. NTEU, which represents 16,000 field office employees at HHS, spent years during the Trump administration in contentious negotiations with the department. That was over things like telework, performance appraisals, reassignments, and much more. Both NTEU and HHS say the new contract represents a significant turning point in labor management relations. The new CBA, which cleared the agency review process Wednesday, will last for the next five years. Employees will see those changes take effect July 2nd. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. An important bill for U.S. intelligence agencies just took a step forward in the Senate. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has the details. Reforms to how national security information is classified are among the big-ticket items in the Fiscal 2024 Intelligence Authorization Act, 
passed by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence yesterday. The bill seeks to reduce overclassification and promote the use of technology to streamline how agencies declassify information. It would also require agencies to meet tighter timelines for vetting individuals seeking a security clearance, and the legislation also includes a requirement for the Director of National Intelligence to establish policies around the use of artificial intelligence. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Interior Department's preparation to move to next-generation cloud services kicks into high gear with two acquisition actions. First, Interior awarded its cloud hosting three contract to Periton. Under this single award contract that has a $1 billion ceiling, Interior wants Periton to set up and manage its transition to a virtual private center and help modernize its existing and aging infrastructure. Second, Interior released the final solicitation for its Foundation Cloud Hosting Services, or FCHS, multiple award contract. Under this $2 billion acquisition, Interior is seeking a host of services ranging from cybersecurity to application modernization to case management. Bids on the FCHS are due by August 4th. Bargaining unit employees at the National Weather Service, or NWS, will be exempt from the broader telework policy at the Commerce Department. That's after the National Weather Service Employees Organization, the union representing NWS employees, filed an unfair labor practice charge, alleging the department implemented a new telework policy in 2022 without first consulting the union. Commerce settled the charge in May prior to a scheduled case with the Federal Labor Relations Authority. Commerce's telework policy will still apply to most other department employees outside the union chapter. The policy, last updated in March 2022, limits many Commerce employees to two days of telework per week. A Department of Homeland Security office would get some stability under a bill that's on the move in the Senate. The Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee approved the Offices of Countering Weapons of Mass Destruction and Health Security Act yesterday. The bill would permanently authorize DHS's counter-WMD office. It would also expand congressional oversight by requiring a counter-WMD strategy from DHS every four years. And the legislation would codify the responsibilities of DHS's Office of Health Security which was just elevated into an independent DHS organization last year. Veterans are about to see a higher cost of living adjustment. President Joe Biden signed the Veterans Compensation Cost of Living Adjustment Act. The bill will increase the rate of compensation for veterans with service-connected disabilities as well as for survivors of some veterans. The increase, which would go into effect in December, will equal the cost-of-living increase provided to Social Security beneficiaries. Senators John Tester and Jerry Moran led the bill, along with Congressman Chris Pappas and Morgan Luttrell. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, June 15, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 